Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey, car fiends and gearheads. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo. And Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. That's me. Hey, before we get going too far, Corey, how is Craving Cars coming and what have you got for us lately? We have just released the latest of Redline Rallies and uh, we have a nice little teaser hype trailer out on the uh, on the channel. It's fantastic. Everybody should take a look at it. And there's a lot more of that to come. Is that Craving and Cars on can, YouTube? That is Craving Cars on YouTube. Craving Mark, cars you on are YouTube? correct, sir. Okay, that one. Okay. Normally, I would say we're coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in beautiful Overland Park, Kansas. But because the three of us have been scattered to the wind, <laughs> uh, we are coming to you from the interwebs and everywhere. And, you know, this is one of the coolest things about the Internet is you can have a meeting with people scattered all over everywhere. Or you can do shows like this. And as much as I love being in the studio, we don't all have to be there. So, uh, pretty cool stuff. God bless Zoom. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show. And anywhere and everywhere, find podcasts are heard. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your gearhead friends. If there is something you would like to hear more of, or if you have an interesting story, tell us. Send your emails to brett at drivenradioshow.com. Uh, normally right here, we would talk about what we've been doing in cars and motorcycles for the past few weeks. Uh, but I believe Mark has a little something he'd like to talk about before we get to that. Well, uh, uh, what will soon be available is a very rad uh, 1995 Ford Taurus with uh, less than 70,000 miles driven by a little old lady from Branson. And that's the absolute God's witness truth. Uh, I am talking to you from Branson in uh, my, my childhood bedroom. You guys can't really see it because it's being washed out in the background, but, uh, and I've taken all the pictures down, but, uh, yeah, this little tiny room in this tiny house in Branson, Branson, Missouri is where I grew up. And about, uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, my mom, 88 years old, finally, uh, shed the mortal coil and, uh, went off to be with her sisters and my brother and, uh, the rest of the family up there. So, uh, I am in the house, uh, taking care of business of her mighty estate. And my mom, ah, God bless that hot wire little woman. Uh, she has left the most interesting nightmare of shizzle to have to go through. <laughs> she, uh, she became, who knew? Uh, I should have known. She became a bit of a hoarder. Uh, very organized, mind oh, you. No. So, you know, it's not like walking through the house with the stacks of papers, but uh, as God is my witness, you get into any cabinet and you're like, what the hell? So uh, <laughs> I have been, I have been spending the uh, the past two weeks, two and a half weeks that I've been down here. Um, 
I have been walking around every day and every evening going, oh God, mom, mom, really? Oh my God, mom. Uh, like today when I found, uh, uh, she had another, uh, she, she liked these little moo-moos, these little kind of house dresses that were very flowery and just seared your eyeballs. And so she has like 30 of them in her closet, but I happened upon another literally 27 in their packages unwrapped stuffed in the back of a, and it, and that's just, that's just the beginning. The uh, 22 things of uh, crystal light, you know, the lemonade that tastes so good when you add it to your tea. Uh, there are 27 <laughs> of them dating. The, the oldest one was from 2005 unopened. And, and they were in a Christmas canister, like one of those big canisters for popcorn uh, along with candles. And that was in the back of oh her my- closet. And uh, oh very organized. Everything is in a package. Honest to God, this woman, if she could sew together a plastic condom for anything, she she would make one for your car if she could get away with it. So <laughs> and there, everything is in some type of baggie and usually with a zipper on it that she created herself. She was uh, this amazing little broad could uh, squeeze a dime out of a rock and, uh, at, you know, Having ne- I don't think she ever made over, uh, probably the highest she made in a year was because of social security, uh, to be quite honest. Oh my. And uh, never made a whole lot of money, but was able to pay off this house, was able to save up a pretty good chunk. Uh, she, was, she was a thrifty nickel. And Jody, wow. uh, thank you for all that you left, even the mess, because it has been uh, a unique and weird and <laughs> kind of awesome uh, experience to go through all this stuff. And I, and there's still so many pictures. We have to look behind every picture, every picture. She might've written stuff. There might be a little note back there. I found a 50 cent piece, a bicentennial 50 cent piece behind a picture of herself that was in her bedroom, hanging on a wall. And I'm like, what, what the, Oh God, mom, really? (laughs) So, (laughs) uh, she will be missed. And, uh, she was just a little firebrand who loved to play her piano and open the doors and let all the neighbors listen to the, her, her right hand belonged to Jesus, but her left hand belonged to the boogie woogie. And, and everything <laughs> had this like two, four boogie woogie beat going on. And, uh, uh, she will be missed by all. So that's what I'm doing. And, uh, oh, by the way, and that 95 is, it runs great. Um, the power steering does kind of sound like a rabid weasel getting a proctology exam, but well, you did say it was a Ford. Uh, good point. <laughs> so the power steering is, uh, is, is it dying, but, uh, the rest of the car runs great. And there's only minimal scrapings from things she's brushed up against. <laughs> <laughs> so interior is wow. great. Never smoked and still has the cigarette lighter. That's shocking to me. Oh man. Wow. I know. Right. That's unbelievable. So there you go. Hello. Well, Branson. uh, safe home. Uh, Mrs. Groves. Yeah. Amen. God, Godspeed. Uh, Corey, what have you been doing in the car world? Um, well, I got to enjoy a little uh, Fuel House love. Um, oh. Our friends at Fuel House had a trunk or treat going on last Saturday. So that cool. was kind of joined that. Uh, some of the Redline Rally group was there and, and various other really nice cars. And it grew a pretty big crowd. There was a lot of really cool uh, costumes, uh, everybody, you know, obviously being Halloween, dressing up, uh, tons of kids showed up. I actually, um, 
I kind of wondered with it being so far out there, I was like, I, I wonder how much they're, people they're going to really get out here. And it was a lot. They really needed more cars and more candy. <laughs> they went through it quick. Well, yeah. Uh, but, but it was a fun time. And, and that's just kind of a cool place to kind of hang out anyways. And uh, a lot of the adults, of course, all dressed up and things too. And so I got a little bit of uh, a video, some snapshot, little video stuff I kind of took that I'm going to put out eh, the next couple of days, probably by this weekend when this, when this goes live. So nice. we'll enjoy a little, oh. little Halloween fun. Oh, cool. We look forward to seeing it. Yeah. Uh, as I said to you guys earlier, our good friend Ped Watt has a new coffee table book coming out called The Journey. Uh, I think it's going to be a really limited run. I'll ask Ped if we can put a post up or a, uh, uh, a link up. It's 386 pages with over 400 photos covering 110 years of the automobile. All of the images are Ped's incredible work. All copies will be signed by Mr. Ped, and the price includes shipping. A certain auto journalist we all know <coughs> is writing the introduction, and there may be a couple of my red cars in said book. Oh, my God. That's like just, that's pure porn right there. It's all car porn, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, I feel awful. Yeah, I know. Terrible, isn't it? <laughs> I've had the 65 at home, uh, the 65 Corvette at home for the last couple of weeks. And I've been driving it anytime I needed to leave the house and I'm falling in love with that car. I'm really enjoying that thing a lot. I very much enjoy it when I uh, find myself at a stoplight next to a Prius <laughs> <laughs> and it sits and rumbles and farts and, spews rich exhaust gas all over that crappy little Toyota. Yeah, I'm really enjoying my car a lot. Who provides us with most of our really good news? Road and Track. If you guess Road and Track. (laughs) Nailed it. Road and Track made me buy a subscription this week. Damn it! (laughs) Yeah, they did. That's just greedy. Apparently, apparently I'm spending too much time on their website and they're keeping track. Yeah. I had to buy a membership this week, which means we're going to use the hell out of road and track for the next year. Yeah, Thank you, road Uh, track. (laughs) We've been gone for a few weeks and there's a ton of news to cover so much so that that's what we're doing this week. We are trying to catch up on news by God. Uh, The new Corvette Z06 debuted last week, last Tuesday, and it's even better than I'd hoped. Mm. Marcello Gandini doesn't like the new Countach. Chevy <laughs> rolls out a monster in a box. Uh, the new Civic R will let you stir your own drink and rev match it. And your Chevy Bolt now doubles as a barbecue grill. <laughs> Fire on the mountain and lightning in the air. <laughs> and that story is so stinking bad, I can't believe it. we got an awful lot to cover, so let's jump into it. From... Road and track. Oh, road and track. (laughs) USOB is making me buy a freaking subscription. (laughs) Uh, From road and track, the 2023 Corvette Z06 is the 670 horsepower, 8600 RPM, all-American sports car of our dreams. I'll be right back. Hold on. (laughs) You need a little alone time. (laughs) Yeah. I got mine earlier today. I already screenshotted the car on my phone. 
after what seems like years of waiting, Chevrolet has finally introduced the mid-engine 2023 Corvette Z06. Judging by the specs, it's set to be the coolest car to come out of America in a long, long time. Gone is the 6.2-liter pushrod LT2 V8 found in the standard C8 Stingray, replaced by an all-new 5.5-liter dual-overhead cam called the LT6. It uses a flat-plane crank and a comparatively short stroke, allowing it to rev all the way to an 8,600 RPM redline. God, that's screaming. 8,600 RPM. (laughs) An aluminum block with forged aluminum pistons and forged titanium connecting rods. Titanium. Titanium. Mm. Damn. That crap's not cheap. Uh, It's paired to heads with CNC machine combustion chambers and intake ports, dual coil valve springs, and sodium-filled titanium exhaust valves. There's also a split intake manifold with twin 87-millimeter throttle bodies and a six-stage dry sump oiling system. I didn't even know there was such a thing. With individual (laughs) crank-based scavenging, and that's so that it will never... Uh, lose oil pressure when being thrown into a corner heart. It produces 670 horsepower at 8,400 RPM and 460 pound-feet of torque at 6,300 RPM, all without forced induction. God, Pretty crazy. Once you consider the outgoing C7 Z06 needed a supercharger to make 20 fewer horsepower. This thing is going to be so incredible, and I absolutely can't wait to see one in person. And, oh, by the way, our friend Muffy Bennett uh, had a picture on Facebook today of her standing right next to the silver with red Z06 that they've been using uh, uh, for all of their Made the car look even better. Promotional stuff. No. no. She she can make any car look pretty good. Long drink of water. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Uh, Now, now, if I'm not mistaken, isn't isn't that engine uh, a version? That is power in their C8R race car. That is absolutely derived from the C8R. Uh, wow. That was I've I've read several articles on this car that comes up all the time. It is very much uh, derived from the C8R. That's the, awesome. The thing with this is they have not announced pricing. Uh, Base Stingrays start at well. Remember that it was fifty nine nine ninety five, and I think it's just over that now, and loaded out before a dealer. Porsche for any extra, <laughs> they come to around eighty five, eighty nine thousand yeah. yeah. dollars, which is when you consider what you're getting, that's a pretty damn decent price. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm guessing pricing on these will probably start right around a hundred grand, and if you, by the time you got one loaded out, you could tack another twenty five or thirty on it. One hundred thirty thousand dollars is a ton of money. I mean, for most everybody, but. What's its competition? Things Ferrari, that have a much higher price tag. Ferrari 488s. From over the pond. Uh, Porsche 911 GT3s or GT3 RSs. You know, this thing had... Oh, the turbo turns, for that matter. Yeah, it turns a 2.6 zero to 60. That gets it in some pretty rare company. I'm pretty sure that's faster than current Ford GTs, is it not? Lord have mercy. Sounds like it. I, I think, I think the is. new Ford GTs are like 2.9 or 3.0. That's that's a lot to brag about saying you're four tenths of a second to 60 quicker than something Ford's selling for a half million dollars. 
It sounds better than the Ford too. I'm actually still stuck at the story of just trying to wrap my head around the fact that you need extra oil pump things because you make corners so hard that you're going to shove all the freaking oil to one side of the engine. And you'll, I'm like, how, it. how the hell do you hang on to a road when you're going that fast? Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's been a thing for a long time, but I, uh, and I'm doing this from memory. I don't have it in front of me right now. I'm pretty sure they've said this thing pulls well over a G on the skid pad. Gee, many Chris's. Wow. So I, I, I can't I imagine one. doing less though, but uh, I mean, you're talking wider tires, wider, you know, fender flares. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Bi- the biggest brakes that they've ever put on a production Corvette. Yeah. And I believe it's almost three inches wider or maybe even a bit more than the standard Stingray. Which means it's, you know, have some meat on it. It's it's going to be beefy across the back. Yes, it's it's. I mean, if it's going to have the power, it's going to have the engine. You might as well make it do the handling. Make it a proper sports car that's going to compete with anything around the world. Amazing! This is what this is going to do. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be fantastic, and I can't wait to see it in person. There we go, kids from Road and Track, because they made me pay for it. (laughs) <laughs> Countach designer Marcello Gandini announces the new Countach model. He's a little miffed. Uh-oh. In his time at Bertone, uh, Marcello Gandini was credited as the designer behind masterpieces like the Alfa Romeo Montreal, the Lancia Stratos, the E12 generation BMW 5 Series, and is but his most famous work, the one that he's really known for, is the Lamborghini Countach. Gandini, however, wants to stress that he was in no way involved with the design and production of the upcoming Countach tribute, the LPI 800-4. In a video interview that Gandini did this June, he was presented with a scale model of the upcoming car and told it represented a tribute that would be shown at Pebble Beach. He was not, however, told that this car would be put into limited production and sold to the public as a continuation of the car he made or he designed the video was used in promotion of the new car anyway. So Gandini sent out a letter denouncing both the clip and the new Countach project itself. Oh, wow. In the letter. Yeah. Yeah. This gets good. <laughs> in the letter, he stresses that he was in no way involved with the new car. He goes further though, in saying the car itself does not reflect his spirit and his vision. Uh, in the letter, he says, I have built my identity as a designer, especially when working on supercars for Lamborghini, on a unique concept. Each new model I would work on would be an innovation, a breaker, something completely different from the previous one. Cur- courage, the ability to create a break without sticking to the success of a previous car, the confidence of not wanting to give in to habit were, were the very essence of my work. It is clear that markets and marketing itself has changed a lot since then. But as far as I am concerned, to repeat a model of the past represents, in my opinion, the negation of of the founding principles of my DNA. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Uh, This goes down to my very soul. I feel like he was kicking Lamborghini in the pants on that one. Man, Listen, I want to be clear. (laughs) (laughs) Whether or not the Countach is more than a cynical cash grab, 
it is a design tribute that is not actually endorsed by the designer it's paying tribute to. That makes it kind of an awkward collectible, particularly <laughs> when that collectible sold out at a price of $2.64 million a copy. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Gandini says, thanks, but no thanks. So does it become more or less valued if the original designer doesn't want to take part? (laughs) I don't know. You know, you got to figure the people who bought those, a good chunk of them probably own the original Countach in some stripe or another. And when the guy who designs the original comes out and says, no, I don't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah. In a really formal and definitive manner. Oh, you think? You gotta, you gotta think that it might. Well, at least, hey, if I'd paid two point six four for it, I might be a little butthurt. You know, I actually <laughs> might be. Uh, on on a weird flip side, I'm more like it's kind of an f you to to a pretentious person who may have you know uh, designed some things at a time that looked kind of really cool. And I'd be like, you know, this is really cool. And screw you, Tiger. Oh, your poor DNA. Go to Ancestry.com and figure out what next car you're going to make. Screw your DNA. I'll double helix it while I'm driving this thing and loving my life. Maybe, maybe not. But, uh, you look at the old LP400, the first version of the Countach, and you got to admit, Gandini was really remarkable at what he did. Well, absolutely. Um, it sounds a little to me like Lamborghini tried to get him on board without telling him. Yeah, that, that may be what it is. And he got, you know, oh, you're going to use my picture? Oh, here, use this yeah. letter. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like they tried to sell his image without telling him and they were selling his image. <laughs> so it's going to be interesting to see if that has any effect, but uh, they sold them all out. And my understanding was the deposit you put down was the full price of the car. Damn. Well, all right. <laughs> so and really there's no deposit. You yeah. just straight bought the car and I just sit and wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to get Broncoed. I'm just saying, Oh, you want to drive it off the lot? <laughs> That's an extra hundred K. You're going to get so Bronco. Oh man. Good luck. Well, uh, also from Road and Track, Chevy has a new 10-liter crate motor. Oh, oh the horsepower, 1,004. I'm already trying. I already have been looking at this, trying to figure out if I could build a motorcycle frame around it. Oh, God, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> oh uh, what gosh. is it called? Uh, what is it? Boss Motorcycles? Isn't that who oh. makes those? Yeah, that- Boss Haas. Oh, Boss Haas. Sexy. Mopar announced a 1,000 horsepower crate engine called the Elephant, uh, which I was giddy about when it first came out. And now a four-digit horsepower number is out of the box. Sounds great, but it's hard not to think the company had just called a bit short of the Goldilocks figure because Chevy agrees, which is why the company is announcing a new 1,004 (laughs) horsepower engine. The newest big block crate motor from GM makes 1,004 horsepower, 876 foot-pound of torque. And that's on pump gas. Ooh. Yeah, you don't have to stop by the airport. I uh, like it. Wow. The ZZ632 slash 1000 does so without a turbo or supercharger, relying instead on displacement alone. It's got plenty of that 632 cubic inch engine. <laughs> <laughs> you might need a shoehorn for that, uh, <laughs> that engine well. Uh, 10 liter capacity. Uh, it's massive and is even bigger than like the Bugatti Chiron and the Dodge Viper. Uh, 
that's more than any road car would ever need, sure. But this thing is built for racing. Massive iron block engine uh, can take a beating, with Chevy noting that a prototype was has weathered over 200 simulated drag races on a dyno and has not failed. Uh, we can't imagine, wow. you know, that kind of power it would take with uh, forced induct- induction, but you'd struggle to find a blower that'd fit it. Now I know which blower would fit it. Oh, you do? It, it, yeah, it comes from Detroit Diesel. It's called a 1071. It's about as it's about as tall as a toddler. <laughs> Done. Someone's someone's going to do it. It's time, yeah. time to dig out Sissy Chevette and have at it. Somebody who's got a lot more money to blow than me. Now, if you can get by with just the 1,004 horsepower, the ZZ 632,000 goes on sale early 2022. Pricing hasn't been announced, but the 621 horsepower ZZ 572 620, uh, with which it shares an engine block mold, goes for $16,304 and change. Looks like pricing is around $37,000 with a discount just shy of 30. The article came out and then uh, a few days later, pricing came out. Oh, and I went and I went and found that and I couldn't believe it when they said $37,000. I I bought some really nice cars that didn't cost me (laughs) half that. (laughs) I've never bought a car that much. Oh, damn. Yeah, but that's oh, around I, the price of the elephant, actually. I thought the I, I elephant was 15 to 18. That, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that uh, that 572, that's a 620 horse, that's 16 grand. Yeah. You ever driven anything had more than 620 horse? No. I haven't. <laughs> I, I've, I've, uh, I've been in stuff with more than that, and it's, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of power. I, you know, yeah, that's hey, the point. I, I, I not dro- not dropping names here. I drove the Ford GT. That thing's what six hundred, just about. Yeah, it's like what six forty ish. Somewhere it's in the somewhere around there. It's around that, and that's it was stupid fast, wasn't it? Uh, it didn't take much encouragement for that thing to break loose and get sideways. Yeah, nice. So nice. Leave it at that. But still, thousand horsepower, crate motor, and uh, thousand four. Thousand four. Yeah, thousand four. Thousand four. Screw you, elephant. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm quite sure when the GM was looking over at Mopar, the four looked like that. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Strikingly, like a number one. Well centered. I believe that's the the mono digital salute of ill will. <laughs> yeah, but do you remember how many liters the uh, or cubic inches the elephant was? No, but doesn't uh, matter. Google does. <laughs> you know, I just wonder if because because this, this definitely seems bigger than that. Though. We know who needs this engine. Uh, Mark, <laughs> Chris Deganchi. Oh my God! Could you imagine? That was my third guess. The uh, Chris Deganchi stick the stick this thing in Morticia. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> Elephant four twenty six. Oh. Email him right now. Good Lord, and it Get was thirty k. It was thirty k. You were right, and a four twenty six cubic inch for the Elephant crate. How much was it? Unbelievable. 30K. 29995 $5 so, discount if you buy now. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what, what was the cubic inches again? 426. Uh, 426. Wow. That's pretty good. 426 Hemi that, that got a, a thousand horsepower. That's pretty, that's, that's pretty bad. damn decent. Pretty fly. That's because uh, it's a Hemi. I still want to see one of these in something. I was talking to Ped this afternoon about this engine. He said, it's just dumb. You could do that with an LS and, and turbos. And I said, yeah, but it's not a big block. 
Yeah. I want to stick this in a 57 Chevy and beef up the frame and tub the rear end and stick a built turbo 400 in it and a Ford nine inch and go real fast once or twice. And you blow the transmission apart. I don't give a damn. I just want to do it. No, he doesn't. Mark, Mark, he wants to, he wants to buy a, a second 65 Corvette and shove it in one of them. No, I'll no. Go, I'll with a giant with, with a giant hole cut out in the middle. Of the hood. No, I want a I want a six I want a second sixty five Corvette with a four twenty five horse three ninety six, and I want a coupe this time. I want to have one of each. A coupe, yeah, nice. <laughs> okay, and from another fantastic source, uh, road and track that yeah, um, Brett had to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> Road in stacks. The twenty twenty two. The twenty twenty two Honda Civic Si gets a manual gearbox with rev matching from the Civic Type R. Uh, so that's actually kind of rare in itself. It's not a thousand four horsepower engine, but it's got a manual gearbox. I mean, come on. No, but it but it might get more than three and a half miles a gallon. Yeah, this is a true story. Corey, are you old enough to remember that having a manual gearbox? There was a time when that was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> no, I learned to drive on a manual. That's all I had up Anybody until else? I got married. I remember when you had to pay a lot of money to get that that uh, automatic transmission. And now it's like, it, oh, it God. It was an expensive option. And now it's like uh, they almost have to pay extra just to try to yeah. we'd, we'd find go, one. When you take a trip to the I bone know. zone for a, a manual, oh, look at this. I have to shift a lot. This is awesome. I love it, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, my I first were, car was an 81 Toyota Tercel. That was a five-speed manual. So I'm a rarity. I took my driving test with a manual transmission. Well, I'm old enough to remember, which means at Uh-oh. least one other guy in, <laughs> on this conversation is old enough to remember. When a Civic was kind of a crappy, cheap little car, that's what you got when you had no money and you had to get back and forth to work. Yeah. And now Civics are pretty damn nice. Well, I, I get a lot nicer. And a I will lot tell you that, day, uh, one of those early Civics, the 600 model, the little kind of cubby looking one. Oh, yeah. The one that looked like a pregnant roller skate. Yes. Yep. There in, it is. In the middle of winter, if your cousin has one and you load yourself, your brother, your cousin's younger brother, and you <laughs> into one, and you head down the icy roads in Branson, and you hit the uh, you hit the clutch and pull up on that emergency brake, you can go loop de loop de loop de loop de right down the road. And if it gets stuck, the four of you can pick it up and put it back on the road <laughs> and keep on going. Trust me. At least the first part of that. <laughs> It, the first part of that, I will attest that if you stuck four people in an 84 Camaro and ah. ran down the road in the snow, stood in neutral and grabbed the, the park brake, whoop, whoop, you could do whoop, that whoop, whoop. too. And if you did it enough, you'd wind up hitting the neighbor's Cavalier. Oh, <laughs> oh. There's no picking that one up and moving it. <laughs> well, it was late at night and this is a, all alleged and there were yeah. no real witnesses that will say anything. So nice. So anyway, the statute's uh, gone. About your Honda, Corey. <laughs> yeah, uh, what we're talking sorry, about, again? Corey. Hondas. That's right. The star of the show right now. Uh, the Honda enthusiast <laughs> will have some great news because uh, the Civic Si is back. 2022. The Si has some updated looks: a turbocharged powertrain and a standard manual transmission that comes with the standard rev matching as well. So wow. biggest change is in the styling department. There's a whole new shape, a new front and rear fascias, much like the bigger Accord. The SI gets unique front and rear bumpers that uh, use functional aerodynamics 
um, to improve some performance. 18-inch 10-spoke alloy wheels with wow. some all-season tires at 235-40-18s. Um, if you're looking for a bit more performance, there are some optional summer rubber you can throw on there. The brakes are 12.3 inches up front, 11.1 in the rear, which isn't bad for That's- such a, like a smaller type car. Uh, 1.5 liter turbocharged inline four producing 200 horsepower. The, uh, the stick is the only transmission that is going to be available. And it comes standard with the rev matching, like I said before, just uh, pulled from the Civic Type R. So very cool. Civic aside, they're not yet uh, released, but should close to about, uh, what, 26K. Expect to see them uh, hitting the dealerships by the end of this year, uh, depending on our chip shortage. That sounds like a really, really reasonable price considering what you're getting in that car. It's not bad, really. Um, no. Um, and being turbocharged, I bet it's going to be easy to tune for you Honda tuners out there. Well, in um, 200 horse, you get a stick with rev matching. Those are some big brakes for a Civic. That's, that's not bad at all. That's no. a lot of stuff for those. And like I said, you know, it wasn't that long ago. Of course, we're old. You know, not that long ago. It's 30 years. It wasn't that long ago that these were really kind of tinny and basic and not much. I bought a 1990s Civic CRX brand new off the showroom floor because it was 10 grand and that's all I could afford. (laughs) (laughs) And let me guess, a performance and speed wasn't the uh, first two things that came in mind when you bought it. It wasn't bad. It was a DX. It wasn't the HF. The HF had like nine horsepower and a McCullough chainsaw engine in it. You know, (laughs) The, the the DX wasn't bad. I think uh, ninety two horsepower, but the car didn't weigh anything. No, no, you know, that's it, was, one it thing. was a CRX or like eighteen hundred pounds or whatever they were. They were really, so really light. That makes me wonder with this car being a two hundred horsepower. I wonder what the weight is on this one because I don't I don't have that info. But all this, it, it'd be all interesting safety, to think. All the it's safety right. crap they make you put them in, a, in them anymore, and the bumpers, the airbags, and all yeah. the crumple zones and everything else. I bet it weighs over three thousand pounds. Mm, it might, it might, but uh, yeah, I don't know. With with Honda backing that up, maybe, maybe they're doing what they can and do the best to keep that weight down. I mean, manual transmissions uh, tend to be lighter than automatics, so yeah. that's one thing that helped keep the weight down. Uh, it sounds like a hell of a car for the money. Twenty six grand is. I, you look at new cars now. Nothing is twenty six grand. Nothing. Yeah, you're typically spending in the thirties plus, aren't you? A lot of times. Oh yeah, on every. Well, I mean, think about it, Mark. It, this ought to be of interest to you, sir. New Silverados are around eighty grand. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll buy two. <laughs> you never know when you're going to yeah, need that why, spare. Why change a tire? Just change the truck. <laughs> yeah, why, why fix that head gasket? Yeah, Just screw that head gasket. Sucker in. Two thousand for that. I'll spend eighty thousand on a new pickup and let it rust on me too. Awesome. No, I, I just from from what's in the article and what they're saying, the Civic sounds like a hell of a buy for that money. Two hundred yeah. horse is pretty decent performance on a car that'll probably be pretty light. It's got rev matching. That's cool stuff. It's got a stick. Got the tech, has, yeah. Uh, got some pretty decent size uh, wheels and rubber on it. It just sounds like a bargain. I'm going to take a look at those. Now, also from Road and Track, which uh, Brett is having to pay for, the Chevy <laughs> Bolt has, uh, has a, had a little kiss of a recall. Now, you know, you might remember some of the cars from history that have had uh, famous names. The Pinto, the Edsel, the Fiero. Uh, we might be able to add Chevy's all-electric vehicle, the Bolt, to this list. 
It's had so many warnings and recalls. Check this out, ladies. What Bolt was launched in 2017, had a bunch of accolades, was even named the North American Car of the Year. And, wow. uh, you know, it really? was uh, small, reasonably priced, huh? okay. electric vehicle, and had pretty good range, you know, all things considered, from a mainstream American manufacturer. Hot diggity. <laughs> We're on the road. Yeah. Uh, uh, but in 2020, GM announced that some of the bolts might have a little, little problem, <laughs> a little angry what kind problem. Of problem, Mark. Uh, when they're charged to full or nearly full, sometimes they might, I don't know, kind of catch fire. Uh, <laughs> and I quote, they had the potential of an unattended fire in the high voltage battery pack. The affected vehicle cell packs have the potential to smoke and ignite internally, which could spread to the rest of the vehicle and cause a structure fire if parked inside a garage or near a house. Unquote. So the National Highway Safety Administration uh, required mandatory recalls for safety-related defects found in the vehicles. Now, at the time, GM suggested that owners of the 2017 to 2019 cars could continue driving them. Just don't top off the batteries when charging, and maybe you don't want to actually discharge them below 70 miles of remaining range either. So you're screwed on the top and the bottom. So don't charge them too much, and don't just charge them too far. This past August, GM announced that the recall of all bolts, all of them, all. And uh, so bring bring your babies back home. GM warned bolt owners to not park their car near other vehicles until the recall repairs were performed. Park it in at a crowded lot. Keep it 50 feet from other cars. <laughs> it's it's well, like, that's worse than COVID. I was about to say, that's eight times COVID. Damn. <laughs> and uh, what if somebody parks near your bolt after you've parked it safely from the hey, others? Get the hell away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on fire. Uh, just hope the bolt doesn't spontaneously combust. So. There you go. You can check nhtsa.gov to see if your bolt is part of the recall. Uh, but, you know, don't worry about it. They all are. Well, it's good to have both of you guys back. Uh, I'm looking forward to being back in studio. Mark, I'm glad things are going as well as they are for you there. Uh, you know, an OCD hoarder is tough to find. God you know, bless your mom. Uh, the, a couple of things that I forgot to mention. One of her first cars was a Renault. Uh, that had, oh, lovely. Uh, yeah, but it was one of those little, according to her, I think it was an Azetta, uh, the one with the big front that opens up. That's what my sister remembers as a kid because it had holes in the floor floorboard and the kid, she told the kids not to put their feet in certain places because you could see the pavement. And in the winter, oh, uh, wow. in the winter, she would take a kerosene heater and put it in there cause it had no heat. And, and so there was open fire. The floors are open. And as a last and fumes and, and fumes. Yeah, yeah, don't forget the fumes and the last kiss of death on that thing was that um, she had a, a, some friends who worked at a um, garage because one of the pistons burnt and it was only a three cylinder. So they retimed it to run on two and just kind of unhook that <laughs> other one. And somehow wow. that damn thing crawled for another couple of years before she got a 49 Ford uh, convertible that she had uh, for a very, uh, very small time. And that was, uh, just before she uh, married my dad. So uh, she, oh had a, she had a couple of interesting cars and was also involved in the rollover of a 48 Kaiser that, uh, <laughs> and it was like, and they got, you no, know, there were no seatbelts. So they got thrown out the window. She got thrown out through the back window and landed on her hands and knees, got up, walked over to the car. And, uh, and luckily another car had been coming. This was in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And uh, the people that came around the, the corner helped her boyfriend at the time, get up. They went to the Kaiser it was on its top, rolled it back over onto the wheels, and they drove it home. 
<laughs> oh my lord! They don't make cars oh like that no more. A damn Civic no. when you roll that you know, Chevy Corvette. And that's nothing. the thing. Uh, <laughs> people who are younger don't realize that there was a time when cars didn't have seat belts, or if they had seat belts, they had them for the front seat, not the back. So if you were a little kid in one of those cars and you were in a car oh wreck, you just kind of flew around until you hooked a door handle. Yeah. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> and there's nothing like your, the only thing that held you in place was your mom's freaking arm. Cause that was a lock bar slams across yeah. your chest everywhere from skidding stops to a freaking stop sign. Wham! It's over there. Yeah, mom. I'm, you, I'm good. <laughs> where do you think they got the idea for roller coasters? <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why when that thing locked down, I'd be like, Oh, <laughs> thanks mom. It, 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 sh- it should have had one of those moo sleeves on it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got extras. I think I could do half of six flags right now. So <laughs> thank you, mom. God bless you. Well, it, it's good to see you guys. And I look forward to getting back into the swing of doing full shows. Um, I sure, sure miss having you in studio. Mark, best of luck with everything. With thank your you. Mom. Corey. Good job getting yourself squared away and finding your stuff enough that you could be able to set up for tonight. Uh, moving's a bear. It doesn't matter how much stuff or how little you got. It's always tough to get resituated. It's great to see both of you again. Can't wait to get back in the studio. Do you guys realize that this is our second anniversary with the three of us? Oh, oh, wow. I knew it was sometime this month. I just couldn't remember. Happy anniversary. Uh, it's this, it's you know, this week. Good times, you know, time flies. It's this week. Time does fly. Nice. Thank, thank you so much for spending time with Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Mr. Corey Pratt. Yep. And Mr. Mark Groves. Yo. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. 